property management madness. Property management is crazy, so let's talk about it. Pull up a seat, pull up a drink. We'll wait while you get ready. All right. I am your host, Shauna. And I'm your co-host, Jay. And together, we are your host and co-host. Yay. You're welcome. (laughs) Um, So Jay and I, we work in the Metro Detroit area in Michigan, and we've been in property management uh, over 10 years each. Um, So I'm going to... We're just going to kind of introduce ourselves, uh, let you know why you're going to talk to us and or listen to what we have to say, and um, we're kind of expand from there. So um, I'll go first. So I'm Shauna, uh, your host, and I manage a currently um, a HUD property. So we are a tax credit HUD layered property. Uh, it is a large complex, 241 units. Out, um, out of the metro Detroit area. Um, and before that, uh, I've, well, I've been doing that just over two years. Uh, before that, I was in single family residential management, uh, mostly single families. We did a little bit of apartments, mostly single families, lots of different owners, lots of different <laughs> things going on. And before that, I did um, commercial storage. Um, so lots of different facets that I deal with. Um, I am currently a licensed real estate agent. I am a um, accredited residential manager. So I got my accreditation through IRIM, which is the Institute of Real Estate Management. Uh, I am also COS, um, which is a certified occupancy specialist. Um, That is uh, a license that just says that you know what HUD is and you know all the rules. So um, I do hold all of those certifications. I am currently going for my CPM to be a certified um, property manager that is also through IRAM. Hopefully I'll have that done by next year. There's a lot of steps that go into that. So um, hopefully we'll have that by next year. I am in a lot of different. like, uh, what is that called? Real estate groups? Yeah, yeah real estate groups. Yeah, yeah like uh, networking groups. Um, so I'm part of the DMAA, which is the De- Detroit Metropolitan Apartment Association. Um, I am also on a committee for IRAM. Um, so I am in the industry. It's one of my favorite things. So I work in it. I live it. I breathe it. I live it <laughs> and it's, it's my biggest hobby. So, and obviously we, we started a podcast on it, so I, I really enjoy it. So um, that's kind of me in a nutshell. You'll learn a little bit more about me as we go on, but uh, I'm going to hand this over to Jay so he can introduce himself. What's your name? What you do? All right. So my name is Jay. I worked in the storage industry, just like Shauna, um, as a property manager doing uh, storage facility management and did that for about 10 years. Um, Then I moved on to the residential property management industry, where I was a property manager managing about 600 units of single and multifamily properties. I'm also a notary republic for my office. Oh, I'm also that Shauna is that as well. (laughs) Let her point that out. Yes. Um, I've been in the industry for about five years. I am now the director of operations for the management company that I uh, work for and run now. I've been there for about five years, so I've done every aspect of running properties, running the company, um, 
dealing with owners, tenants, all those kind of things, um, attending conferences, learning more about the industry, which I love. I love to learn more about it and, you know, figure out all the new trends and things that are going on. All right. Awesome. Awesome. Um, so that's just kind of a real, I, I don't know, <laughs> uh, rundown of, you know, who we are, what we do, where we're from. Um, and this episode, since it's the beginning, we want to talk about what is property management? What is it? What do we do? Why is it important? How did it start? Why is it needed? Why is it needed? Yes. Um, because as an owner, can't I just do this myself? Well, let's talk about that. <laughs> yeah, let's talk let's about Let's talk it. about that a little let's bit. Let's talk about um, it. So as an owner of a property, yeah. 100%, you can do it yourself. I wouldn't. I Exactly. <laughs> yeah. uh, if you don't know the industry, you don't know what you're doing, you don't know how to get in it, you think that it's as easy as buying a property and putting a force for rent by owner sign in the front yard. It is not that simple. I wish it was. I would love for it to be, but it is not. Not saying it's impossible for you to do yourself because no. it is, but if you're not experienced, it, it's going to make your life a lot harder. Yeah, I wouldn't do this as a first-time owner. If you have a lot of properties and this is something that um, is not new to you, mm -hmm. 100%. Yeah, go, go ahead, for go for it, do it. Uh, I love that for you. But if you are a new owner, especially if you don't live in the area, you're not able to go and do the things that you need to do to be hands-on with your property, do not do it. Yes. Do not do it. If you don't have experience. Wait, hire somebody to do this yes. for you, which is what we do. Not And we're not going to mention the companies we work for. We're not no. advertising here. No, this isn't marketing. In. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we're just looking out for you. We're yeah. telling you that it's important to have somebody that knows the industry, knows yeah. what they're doing to manage your property. So why? there's a lot that goes into it. Yeah. So you just said that it is important. Why is it important? Why is it important to know what you're doing in this industry? Yeah, why is it important company? to have a, a property manager on your side that knows what the heck they're doing? All right. So the reason this Break is important is because we are experienced. Right. We, we know what it takes to manage a property, what it takes to deal with the city, all of the codes that are required. A lot of people forget that in order to rent out a property, there are things that go into that, um, such as getting your COO, which is your certificate certificate of occupancy. A lot of cities, most cities do require that right. prior to even applying for a landlord license, which is your rental mm -hmm. license to say that you're allowed to rent out the property. So that's one of the first things you have to do. And a lot of people, they just don't know that. You know, you know you're inexperienced. You don't know. You've never done it before. You know, um, prior to me working in the industry, I, I didn't know all of these things. Um, so you have to apply for that first to get your inspections done. And there are four inspections that go along with that. You have to get your plumbing inspection with the COO. Yeah. Yes. You have to get your plumbing, your electrical, your building, and... Uh, Plumbing, electrical building and mechanical. mechanical. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Sorry. I knew there were four. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you uh, first have to pass all those inspections and then you can apply for a landlord license. 
where the city may or may not require you to do even more inspection corrections. Yeah. Um, I will say if you're lucky, you will have resolved everything in that first CFO, um, but that's not always the case. And no, it's not. Then there's the marketing of the property. You know, when you're doing it yourself, if you don't have a real estate license, you're not working with a brokerage, you're just relying on putting this on Facebook Marketplace and things like that. There's a lot of things that can go wrong with that. Oh, I, I think we could make that its own episode. Yes, like <laughs> Craigslist, Craigslist and Facebook and Marketplace. Marketplace. Like and we're going to, you're going to get scammers. You're going to get yeah. a lot of different things. And yeah. Working with a company such as a management company that has a brokerage, they're going to get this property put on the MLS for you. They're going to syndicate to other websites. They're going to put it on their own website. And they're going to have a stringent application process, which does background checks, you know, checking employment verification and rental verifications, all of these things which are really important for you to make sure you're getting the best renter into your home and somebody that's actually going to take care of your home. I'm glad that you touched base on that um, because a lot of people are like, well, I'll just hire a real estate agent. I'll have an agent put it on the market, but that's not the same mm -hmm. because the application process itself is different. Yes. And what is required is different. The background checks and um, the, you know, the, rental um, checks and things like that are, are, are different. And if you just hire a real estate agent to put your property on the market and bring you people who are interested, that is not the same. Yeah. I mean, yeah, <laughs> they the might same. be able to find you somebody right. that wants to rent your property and puts down that down payment and then never pays you again because there was no background check done. Right. There you was want no one of those people? I could find you done. one of those. Yeah, I could find you all day long. Yeah. All day long, I can go get you somebody that can, you know, put down those move-in funds or you know, by having somebody checking into somebody's background and verifying that, you know, they have a good history. Yeah. That's what's important for you, especially yeah. as an owner. You want to make sure you're, that you're renting with confidence. Yes. And working with somebody that is in the industry that's looking out for you. I mean, you're paying me. I am making sure I'm looking out for your best interests. Right. So I'm going to do my due diligence to make sure you're covered. And that's, you know, that's really important. You know, on top of all the city requirements that, you know, we help out with because we are, we're pros at this, at this point, you know, we've been doing it for years. Right. We know what the, my sleep. Yeah, we know what the codes are. Yeah, we know the most common missed things on inspections. We're mm -hmm. going to be able to help you make sure that those things get done. Yeah. Um. So, Shauna, when uh, say when you're setting up a new property, yeah, you have a new owner that has one property, and you're starting off. You're getting the inspection done. What are the most common things you see that need to be done at a property? Well, I'm going to say number one is that it doesn't matter if an owner only has one property. That is also true. So I'm going to, I'm going to start there. <laughs> I'm going to break this down even more. <laughs> uh, it doesn't make a difference if an owner has 70 properties or one property. Um, every single owner is important. Every property is important. And the number one thing that you need to do is to create realistic expectations. Mm -hmm. So number one, the first thing, so the first, important. 
I know that this wasn't your question, but <laughs> I, I'm sure we'll get there. We will. Uh, but the first conversation that you have to have with an owner uh, when they come to you and say, hey, I own one, two, three wagon wheel drive and I want to put this on the market and I want to rent it. I want this to be a long term investment. Mm -hmm. What can you do for me? And you have to say, okay, well, has this property ever been rented out before? Have you done any work to it recently? Have you, um, when did you buy it? Things like that. You, there's a lot of questions that go into it. And then you have to say, okay, um, you just bought it a year ago. You never lived here. You've been renovating it. Uh, did you pull any permits? <laughs> these are all very, very important onboarding questions, guys. Did you pull any permits? Very important onboarding questions. If you go with somebody who doesn't ask you anything upon onboarding, they're like, okay, please go to someone else. Oh yeah, that's so they want to set you up. I mean, we we want to set you up for success. success, and we need to know what you did and what your plan was before you came to me. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of, there can be a lot of things that happened in between that time frame. Maybe you bought this house. Maybe you lived in it. Maybe you realized, I don't want to live here. I don't like this area. This house is too small. I don't want to put it on the market because now it's winter. Um, I'm going to try to rent it. Yeah. Maybe I'm going to get some passive income. This is going to be real fun. Fun. <laughs> it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Um, it's going to be a roller coaster. You're going to be... I'm going to rent this property out by myself. I'm going to put it on the market. We're going to see where it goes. And then three weeks later, they call you. <laughs> and they're like, hey, um, I see that you're a property management company. I need a property manager. Because they had their house on the market for three weeks and had no interest in it. Nobody you know, coming to take a look at it. They didn't market it properly. And then the city called them or sent them a letter that says you have to immediately take this sign down because this isn't registered as a rental. Um, so there's a lot of, there's Which a lot happens. of things all the time. There's a lot that goes into um, meeting with an owner yeah. for the first time and creating a um, reasonable expectation yeah. and a managing, a manageable expectation. And so when you meet with that owner. To manage your expectations yeah. and create those reasonable yeah. expe expectations up front. Yes. Like you both need to know what you expect from each other yes. in this relationship. Yep. So you say, okay, what happened? And they break it all down for you. And they're like, well, I lived here. I don't like it. I didn't want to put it back in the market. It's winter. I'm going to try to see, maybe I can be a landlord, get some passive income. The mortgage is X amount, which is feasible for me to pay both for right now until I can get it back on the market. I really want this to be an investment property that I can offload in a handful of years. And this is my goal. Mm -hmm. And great. Upfront, honest, this is what we're doing. Fantastic. And every single owner should be like that. I don't care if you have 17 properties, if you have 70 properties, or if you have or one. if you have one. Every single owner needs to be treated exactly the same. Mm. And then you say, okay, great. The very first thing that you need to do is make sure that your property can pass rental inspection. Yep. 
these are things you're looking for. Is that COO application in? Yep. Yep. And it, begin well, the or process. Well, you, you are know, not like in Harper we said, Woods, in some so cities that, yeah, some you don't, cities don't require it. Don't require but it. But a lot do require that first yes. step of the COO inspection. Yes. So, like Harper Woods does. Harper Woods does. Um, other places here in the Metro Detroit area don't necessarily. Um, but you have to say, okay, you know, the first thing that we need to do is make sure you can pass rental inspection. Mm-hmm. And now to get to your question, uh, 12 and a half minutes later. Oh, I was like, we're like five <laughs> topics later here now. But it's all coming around. And that is. Full circle. What is. What are the things that are the, yeah, the most common one things that you common see? Common things. Smoke detectors. Yes. So we're looking at smoke detectors. We're looking at um, handrails. We're, and I think that the number one thing people don't realize about uh, rental inspection is not that it requires your property to pass code. So building code and passing rental inspection code is not necessarily not necessarily the same thing. Yeah. So say you lived at 123 Wagon Wheel Drive for 10 years. You never did anything to it. Yeah. You lived there for 10 years and it was great. When you're an owner-occupant, right. nobody cares. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. You're so an you owner-occupant. You do it, you. Yep. You do you. It's great. So you never did anything to it. You bought the house 20 years ago. You did nothing to it. You just maintained it to, you know, whatever. You were comfortable. Um, so then you decide, okay, I'm going to put it on the market. Well, the renter, you know, the rental inspector comes out and says, you got to put a handrail on these stairs. Mm-hmm. Sure, you live there for 20 years. That doesn't mean that there, it doesn't uh, require doesn't. a handrail. Okay. You know, your upstairs, your landing has three steps that go up. So you, your long stairs have a handrail, but your short stairs don't. And that code so is more than, more than three, three steps. Three or more. You're, yep, three Not steps more than more. three, three or more. You're going to put on a handrail because that's going yep. to be required for your rental inspection. Yep. So smoke detectors, same thing. Maybe you had one smoke detector in the hallway and you're like, yeah, it's going to save me. It's fine. That's that's not rental code. So there's a lot of different things. And every city is a little bit different. Um, I can say that there is a city here in the metro Detroit area that rhymes with Morin. And <laughs> they have... They have I might a live lot. in Morin. I might live in that uh, city that rhymes with Morin. Uh, but they have a lot of restrictions. Their rental inspections are, a, for some reason, especially stringent. Um, yeah, I will. I and, can attest to that. It's yeah. very difficult. And some properties in some areas don't have to live up to the same standard. Yeah. Um, but as a property manager, um, I think it is our responsibility to tell the owner, okay, you have one property. One of them's in Morin, and the <laughs> other property is in White Lake. Oh, we're not going to do one that rhymes with White Lake. We're just no. going to say Morn and White Lake. Yeah, White Lake, yeah. I yeah. thought you were going to be like Toil Oak or something. <laughs> Toil Oak, okay, perfect. Oh, well, that's, that works too. So we have one property. We have Now we have three properties. <laughs> so we have one property in Morin, one property in Toil Oak, and we have one property in White Lake. <laughs> and the only all, real name there is White Lake. All three of those properties have drastically different requirements. And as the property manager, your very first conversations that you should be having with the owner is, 
okay, I know these areas. Mm -hmm. You should be saying this. And if you can't, you should probably be finding somebody who manages property in those areas. Yeah. Because that's important. It's important to know the area that you're in. If you're hiring somebody that doesn't have any kind of background in the area that you're buying a property in or you own a property in, Mm -hmm. well, I'm not going to say they can't figure it out. Yeah. Because, you know, I've had to do that. Yeah. But... You know, finding somebody that has that information at their fingertips already, you know, it's just, it's going to help you. It's yeah. going to help you along the way and getting started in your new rental property. Yeah. So the residential property management company that I worked for, um, we manage properties all over the Metro Detroit area, but we wouldn't manage properties in Detroit because Detroit specifically is a very... very bizarre it's a very bizarre market Mm -hmm. so some places are um not like other places um you know just desirability wise um there's a lot of different niche neighborhoods um there's just there's just detroit as itself is just its own animal yeah and well because no matter where you go in detroit it can be drastically different absolutely in each area of detroit so it's really hard to know the market there yes so unless you specialize in all those areas or specific areas um which we didn't mm. so we're like you know we will manage we manage property all over the tri-county area um but and and actually even in Wayne County, so that was all four counties. Um, but we just we just don't manage properties specifically in Detroit mm-hmm. because that market to us is is its own animal. It is unknown to us, and we're not going to put our name as professionals um, in that market when we're unfamiliar. Yeah, and, and then I, put ourselves in and in, into a moment of major weakness, yeah. especially if you mess up. I, yeah, and I think that's important to to know your strengths and weaknesses. If you know that a market is one of your weaknesses and not disclosing that to an owner and saying, yeah. yes, I can easily do this for you, but not knowing anything about it. Yeah. Like that, that's poor management. Like, and, and the company I work for, which is the same company you used to work for. Yeah. Um, you know, we do that. We, we're going to tell you if we aren't, we don't have a strength there, we're going to let you know that. Because we want you to have confidence in us. Yeah. So if you're planning to buy a property, we're going to steer you in the areas where we have confidence that, that we know, you know, how to manage this. Yeah. And if we don't know the area and you still want to purchase there and you trust us, which, like, like I said, you can you can look anything up. You you know you can learn extra things, which we will 100% do. We're going to do our due diligence to manage the best we can for our owners. And, but we're going to tell you right away if we're not confident in doing something. Right. But as owner of a property, especially if it's an owner we already manage for and you're looking to invest in other areas and bring more onto us, we're not going to say, no, we're not going to do this for you, but we're going to let you know that this is going to have a learning curve and we'll figure it out, but it's not our strength. But that also means that as a property manager, where you have an existing um, client and they say, hey, I'm interested in, um, you know, putting money into this market X over here. And you say, well, I'm not really familiar with X. However, I am very familiar with B. Mm -hmm. 
And B, right now, has this sort of um, investment opportunity. This is the return that you might be looking for. I have other investors that are here in this area that are actually offloading assets. Um, if you're interested, I can help you. Otherwise, if you're really sold on X, we can go from there. Yeah. But sometimes people will say, okay, um, you know, I'm really interested, you know, especially people who are not familiar with the area. We have a lot of owners that are overseas in different countries mm -hmm. in we have areas a lot of owners in Israel and in, in, in countries um, that or in different areas that are not in Michigan. Yeah. Or maybe if they are in Michigan, they're not even close to the Metro Detroit area. Um, so they're not familiar with how the market works every single day. And sometimes people will say, okay, well, I'm looking at investing property or investing property. I'm looking <laughs> at investing in property in Michigan. Well, what does everybody know about Michigan? Detroit. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, okay. I'm just going to buy property in Detroit. It's one of the biggest, uh, you know, one of the biggest cities. Breaking in here, if you are out of state or out of country owner. Buying sight on scene don't do it is a bad idea. Yeah, we'll talk about I, that. I'm just <laughs> so. throwing that out there. That may be another episode, but I am just throwing that out there right now. Yeah, have somebody in the area that can go look at that property. Oh for yeah, you. absolutely. But a lot of you know, maybe you have an investor who is like that, who is out of the country, out of the state, out of the area, and they say, oh, okay, well, I'm not really super familiar with this area, but I want to buy property in Detroit or I want to buy property in Morin or in still love that you're using more in Morin um in uh Yarper Foods <laughs> or whatever <laughs> and you know they might not know yeah so you say okay um you know I'm very familiar with this area I live in this area I work in this area I live breathe and eat and do my business in this area yeah um what I'm seeing, the trends in the market are here. They're over in White Lake. Yeah. They're over in Romulus. They're over in other areas. Why are you set on these three this areas? One area. Yeah. Right. And that you know, and that's what what's really hear? great about when you talk to a management company where they can steer you in the direction that's gonna work best for we you. We don't say and, steering. Well, Steering is a word that we don't use in the real estate industry. That's yeah. not what I meant. Um, we can help direct you to the investment area that's going to work best for your portfolio right. and that we have knowledge about. Yeah. And uh, just for reference, um, any of you that are thinking of managing property on your own um, that are, you know, out of state, out of the country, or, you know, just extremely far away from the property, just keep in mind that. In most cities, you have to be within a certain amount of miles, usually around 50 miles of your property to manage that property yourself. So you yes. will need a management company to manage that for you. Or somebody or in, somebody that in the area. area. Yeah. Yes. It, I mean, it doesn't have to be a management company. I, I encourage management company because we have the knowledge that you need, but right. somebody would have to be in that area to manage it for you that's within the miles close enough to your home to manage it. A perfect it, example is Pontiac. Pontiac yeah. requires somebody who is an agent of the owner or the owner themselves to be within 
50 miles of the city in order to register yes. that property. Yes, and that's Not, what I'm getting at, is you yep. you have to be most, and there, a lot of cities are like that. You have to be within 50 miles of the property yeah. to manage. And as somebody who doesn't have any sort of experience in the industry, you wouldn't know that. Yeah. Which is why it's important to hire a professional. It doesn't have to be a, a quote, management company yeah, it doesn't have to, it could just be bob questions it could just be do bob. your due diligence research <laughs> and bob like, can be a really good property yeah. manager and he just is a one-man band and he does his own thing and he's great bob is a property management company it doesn't you don't have to be a huge corporate conglomerate in order to qualify as a quote property management company property management professionals mm-hmm. you can just be bob yeah. And Bob knows what he's doing. Yeah, and you can trust as Bob. As somebody that has some kind of knowledge in the yeah. industry. That's what's important. Get your really, feet wet. is knowing, you know, having that knowledge in the industry, knowing what you're doing, or having some kind of an idea of what's going on. Yeah. Because just trying to do it yourself is not impossible, but yeah. it's a lot more difficult. Yep. All right, well, we're going to wrap this episode up. We're running out of time. They're giving me the five-finger countdown right now. <laughs> um, so we're going to wrap this up. Our next um, episode is going to be on, I think, maintenance. Yeah. I think maintenance is going to be good. Um, you can always talk about maintenance still in blue in the face. So I love talking it's about maintenance. It's going to be 97 maintenance episodes. Be prepared. <laughs> Probably. Um, so, yeah, our goal is to just sit here and we could talk about property management for hours and hours and hours. Yeah, and that's I, our goal. <laughs> in fact, uh, the, the computer cuts us off before we can even finish. Yeah, so. typically. So, well, we look forward to seeing you guys next time. Thank you for tuning in. Thanks, guys. Have a great night.